Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be bitchy, grumpy, bad communicator. I've had a little bit of experience with women in this particular department, women that are bitchy, that are grumpy, that are just never happy. Not a lot of fun to be around and almost impossible to have a good healthy relationship with. But oftentimes, in most cases, when a woman is bitchy around a guy, it's usually because he's acting weak or not acting like a man and acting like the leader. But it's not in all cases, but in most cases. I actually did a video newsletter several years ago called Men, Beware of the Bitchy Woman. I think I might even reference that in my book. So I got a, an email from a guy who's been dating this woman kind of long distance and the last time they were together, I think they were like he's like a four-hour plane ride away and she was just an ass to him. And so he asked my opinion on the situation and what he should do going forward. And so I have a quote that I wrote in this topic and then I'm going to go through his email. And the quote says, if you want to have an easy and effortless relationship, you need to have them with people who are great communicators. A great communicator places a really high value on being heard and being understood as well as making sure they hear and understand the other person as well. Bad communicators tend to be narcissistic, self-centered and only focus on the fact they are upset or feel wrong. They tend to try and punish other people they are in relationship with due to real, imaginary or perceived violations of their self or their dignity. If you are in relationship with or are considering entering into a relationship with someone who gets upset with you but refuses to explain why they are upset in explicit detail to work things out in a loving manner, then a healthy and effortless relationship with them is impossible. Successful relationships can only thrive and last when both people are not only committed to making them work but they actually make a mutual effort to lovingly communicate and make them work. The key word mutual, that means the man and the woman in a heterosexual relationship are making the effort to work things out. Not where the guy wants to work things out and she doesn't want to give him the time of day. That's why it's always the strongest negotiating position is being able to walk away and mean it. If a woman won't treat you the way you want to be treated or she's not treating you properly or communicating properly, you can't force her to do something she either doesn't want to do or doesn't think she has to do. So you have to give her the gift of missing you and the only way she can have you back in her life or continue to be in her life is if she changes her behavior and her approach because life is hard enough. If you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, you want somebody that's on your team. You want somebody that when you're down or you've had a rough day, they're happy to talk to you, they're happy to build you up, to give you positive words of encouragement. So let's get into his email. He says, hey Corey, Bob here. We spoke about a month ago. I think I did a phone session with this guy about a month ago about this one. He says, I've read your book 12 times and I'm still reading it. Our call last time was a general hello and I told you about this relationship I'm in with a woman. I'm a young 60 and she's a 45-year-old, beautiful woman with an 11-year-old daughter and divorced for three years. She was married for 17. I live in California. We met a year ago, January, in Arizona at a class. Then about October of last year, I traveled to her town to teach a class and she accepted my invite to dinner, which went great, and I spent the night with her, flesh rocket given. Ding! Good for you. 
Since then, she came to visit me in California in September and we did a four-day trip around here and had a great time. Then in November, I went to stay with her in Arizona and we went to Sedona for a few days and another great time was had. So far, so good. Remember, when you're dating and I I talk about this in the book, people can hide who they really are for about the first 90 days of a relationship. And then all the shit comes out, who they really are. They, in other words, they put everybody put we all put our best foot forward. And then over time, we just kind of start slipping and then we let the other person see what we're really like. That's why you really should take your time to date somebody before you think about getting married. He says about the first week in December, we were talking on the phone and she asked me to come back to Arizona to help her bring in the new year. That's so far so good. She's inviting you to come hang out with her. That's great. Everything looks good at this point. He says, I said yes and so I went there December 31st and stayed three nights. This woman is drop dead funny and kind of an airhead and she knows all of this about herself. A little history. After our time being in California in September together, she started texting every day, calling occasionally, basically starting to say and do things a girlfriend would say and do but never flat out asking me to be her boyfriend, just kind of skirting around the subject. I was cool letting her do 90% of everything for the last two months. I arrived in Arizona on December 31st and she could not have looked more beautiful. Fuck. As we got to her house, she informed me that her friend's party had been canceled that evening. She asked if we could cancel our dinner reservations for New Year's Eve so she could cook for me instead, which I agreed to as it was fucking freezing outside. And she had lobster and steak waiting to be cooked. Sounds like she planned this out. Sounds like she wanted to hang out and have fun and hook up. We had a drink. We had a drink a few hours before dinner and ended up in her bedroom kissing some, just having a little fun. No sex, just playing. I told her, let's just kiss until midnight and then make love at midnight. I wouldn't have held back. It's like, why? Why not fucked in, have dinner? And then fuck again at midnight. After dinner and before midnight, she started to act as if she didn't want me at her house, just being a little rude and disrespectful in those little ways women can do. Kind of sounds to me like she felt rejected when you wouldn't fuck her. I called her on it and not being such a good communicator, she said she would just say, well, you did say a few things a couple of times that I didn't like. Bingo. And then she would say, I'm sorry, Bob without explaining much or telling me what I had said. I would say, well, tell me. A good communicator will be happy to tell you, hey, you hurt my feelings when you did this or you did that. That's what normal women do. Women who are bad communicators go, well, I don't want to talk about it. I just want to have fun. It's, just, it's New Year's. Let's just focus and have a good time. Women that say that, they're not good communicators. They don't know how to communicate. They've never taught. They've never learned how to do that. And so to them, communicating means fighting, not getting along, drama. And so they try to avoid it because that's usually been their experience with other, other, either other members of their family or other lovers they've had in the past. And so therefore, they literally associate pain, more pain with communicating than they do pleasure actually communicating. So for them, it literally feels, they believe it's going to be more painful to communicate. So just avoid it altogether. The problem is shit continues to build up. And since it never gets resolved because they won't talk about it, eventually they're bitchy all the time. And when they're bitchy all the time, it's just 
they're about as much fucking fun to be around as watching fucking paint dry. It's like I'd rather stab myself in the eyeballs with a fucking fork than be around somebody that's bitch because that's what happens. And so that right there is a major fucking red flag. You want to know what's going on? I assume you asked her to tell you, but she wouldn't say. He says it was a really weird evening and I'm not still sure what the fuck happened. She even said, I wouldn't blame you if you left. Is that a statement from a confident woman? Is that a statement from a woman who says, I'm a fucking catch, I'm hot and I know this guy's into me and I can have him? That is a f- statement of somebody that's in a fearful state and she totally expects to get dumped and rejected. Remember, people will act consistently with who they view themselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. So that's how she views herself. I wouldn't blame you if you left. In other words, she knows that she's being an ass and she's expecting you to take off and leave because she doesn't think she's got enough to want you to stick around long term anyways. So she might as well get out now or cause a fucking problem because it's not going to work out anyway. Because at least up until this moment, she doesn't feel like she has the power. This tells me that she was really into you at this point. But not a lot. It's not your job to make her a good communicator if she won't tell you what's going on. And I know from personal experience, that's frustrating as fuck. I've, it, it sucks. I've had a couple of girlfriends that were like that in my life. And it's like when you're – it doesn't matter how much you love them or how much they love you. If they won't communicate or they're incapable of it or they're too afraid of it, it's like put a fucking fork in that bitch. It's done. It's never going to get any better. And I was thinking if I would have had a car in a hotel room, you cunt. <laughs> but it was so fucking cold, man, so I stuck it out at her place. To make a long story shorter, the whole weird thing continued while I fell asleep on her bed. You see what it's like there's something wrong. She won't talk about it because she's afraid that it's going to lead to the end of her relationship. So she tells you nothing. And since she tells you nothing, she can't get back to being normal and healthy. So it's fucking weird. It's a weird vibe. I've been there. I know what that's like, dude, and it's not pleasant. Because you're like, I know you've read my book and you know what you're supposed to do, but she won't open up to you. It's, she's too afraid to be vulnerable because she's probably used to being the man in all of her relationships. And now she's with the first guy that acts like a fucking man that she's really into and she's never been down this road before and she's scared shitless so she doesn't communicate. And it just gets worse. Then she woke me up at 4 a.m. that night and wanted me to fuck her. So I did. Ha ha. The next day things got better and that night we had a wonderful time and the best lovemaking ever. Yeah, she stopped holding back. That was the problem. She was purposely holding back because she didn't know what to do. And so she threw in the towel and fucked your brains out and now there's intimacy again. It's fucking great. Well, the day after that, she went back to acting like she'd rather be alone. It was just weird. It was just a weird time, the whole trip, Corey. By the, by the time I left in the third, she was nice, but I think it was because I was on my way out of her house. Like I said, remember, people will act consistently with who they view themselves to be, whether that view is accurate or not. This tells me she didn't have a very high opinion of herself. It's not your job to fix her. It's not your job to save her from herself. You tried getting her to communicate. It's her fucking problem, dude. 
Now, a few things happened while this whole four-day thing was going on. She started her period the third night and we had eaten some pot brownies the whole time we were there and might have led to some confusion, haha. But I do know I did not like being treated like that. Well, the period, the pot brownies, who knows? Maybe she got a little paranoid. You never really know. But think about it. People who tend to be in a perpetually fear state and they smoke some weed, they're going to get a little paranoid. And, and so, yeah, that could – if she's already in that state, it just heightened what was already there. So what you saw was what this woman is really like. She's got self-esteem issues. She doesn't have a lot of confidence even though she's really attractive and everything. She's never shit together, dude. That's why you date so you can find these things out. He says, I flew home on January 4th and she texted me the evening of January 5th to say thank you for the soup I had made for her and her daughter who came home the night I had left. My reply was, you're very welcome. I also told her the moon and the stars watch over her as she's into all this astrology stuff. Then her final reply was, you are so sweet. Have a peaceful evening, Bob. <laughs> so here's the big question. We communicated almost every day for two months and then this last visit turned into shit. I have not heard back from her since the text on the evening of January 5th. I have not tried to contact her in any way either. Do I wait to see if she contacts me? Yep. Remember, the greatest gift that you can give anybody is your time. Do you really want to reward a woman who you flew all the way the fuck out there four hours away and you put up with her bitchy, insecure, bullshit holding back, non-communicating attitude? I wouldn't. Nothing exciting about that. To me, she hasn't done anything to warrant you reaching out to her. The only thing that she's warranted is to, for you to give her the gift of missing you. I would never fly to see her at all. If you want to see her again and she reaches out, invite her to come fly out and see you. And if she tries to get you, I say, hey, I've come to see you last two times. It's your turn to come here. Well, I don't know. I do have my daughter. I was like, all right, well, figure it out and get in touch with me and I'd love to see you. And then you let it go. He says, do I send a text after a few weeks and say, hi, how are you? No fucking way. Her birthday is January 29th. Would that be a day to send a text? Nope. Do nothing? Yep, do nothing. If she does contact me, do I even mention what went on the last trip? Or should I say, hey, it's good to hear from you, baby. I'd sure like to see you when you're free to get together again. Yep. I think if we did get together, I would meet her halfway somewhere. No fucking way, dude. Make her come to you. You flew all the way out there. Plus, you it looks like you've been there twice. It's now her turn to come to see you, especially after this. She has to do some sucking up, dude. She's got to earn you back. She's now the low woman on your totem pole. She's a low priority. I would not put much time at all with her because she's not worth it. She hasn't earned it. Because if you go to her and you start reaching out to her, it's going to communicate that she can be an asshole to you and no, no matter what, you're just going to keep coming back for more. Thank you. May I have another please? Please, please treat me like shit once again. Let me spend my money and spend all my time and fly to see you so you can be an asshole to me and not communicate. That sounds like – that's a lot of fun. I want to do that. He says, it's harder to lose relationships as we become older. By the way, your book has changed my life for the better. Well, at the end of the day, dude, I'm all about 
you getting a woman that knocks your fucking socks off. Not only physically knocks your socks off, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And this bottom's a, this woman's a shitty communicator. And on top of that, she's insecure. And she's rude. And she's condescending and she's disrespectful. I would be in no fucking hurry to jump on a plane and go see her. But I would be willing to consider her coming to see me, her paying her money to hop on a plane and come see you in your city and spend three or four days with you. And if she's a fucking cunt, as you put it, you need to say, hey, look, don't talk to me that way. If you got something you want to talk about, let's talk about it. Let's get out of the way. You need to open up to me. It's like you're like a fucking clam. You're holding stuff in and you're upset and it's coming out as anger. And I don't like how all this hostility and how you're treating me. So I would appreciate it if you stop. And then she just continues to do it and she doesn't change and say, look, if I've asked you nicely but if you don't stop talking to me this way, then I think the best thing for you to do would be to, to move your flight up and fly home early because I don't want to hang out with you if you're going to be treating me like this. This just does not work for me. You're a great girl. You're beautiful. I adore you. The sex is fucking amazing. I love hanging out with you. I think your daughter is amazing but the way you're treating me, is it's a deal breaker for me and I just – I don't want to put up with it. It's I deserve better. I flew all four hours away to see you on multiple occasions. Last time I was there, you were an ass to me. Now you're being an ass to me again. It's like – I don't want to go forward. This is the way you're going to be. That's you got to stand up for yourself. But like I said, for the next two, at least two times, she needs to fly to come see you, and her attitude needs to fucking change. And when she's with you, that's the time to bring it up and let her know that her behavior or the way she's talking to you is inappropriate. But that's what I would do if I were you. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session with yours truly. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you and I will talk to you soon.